0: Are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the interview show where we get to know people of all walks of life from all across the world. This is Breaking the Fourth Wall. Joining me today is a man of many hats, yep there was some pun intended there, from Texas, Mr. Bill Foster. How are you today Bill? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very glad that you're here. Um, this is the very first interview episode that I've done so Bill has graciously decided to jump on and try this out. Um, I bet. So my first question for you, Bill, and we'll just run right into this is um, can you go ahead and tell us some of the some of the movies that you've been in? Okay
0: uh, start out with the Sun with uh, Pierce Brosnan on AMC. Mm-hmm. I was a featured extra there one season, and I was on Alita Battle Angel as as uh, Christoph Waltz is walking down the street. He's by himself. He looks to his right and stares at this drunk laying there on the side of the street. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I, get, I got four seconds on the big screen there, uh, and so uh, then the uh, battle. Ballad of Buster Scruggs, you know, Netflix hit by the Tollin Brothers. I was in the first session, your first uh, story or vignette he had on there. Okay. And, uh, Tim, let's see, Tim Nelson, And uh, then, let's see, what else? Fear the Walking Dead, I've been on season four, and season five of that is featured extra. Uh, the season four, I was a vulture. And if, you've, if you're if you a fan of Fear the Walking Dead, that was when the main sc- Main stars were holed up in the ballpark here in Texas, and there was a old, homeless-looking crew that was trying to overthrow them. Well, that was the vultures, and that was me. Was, I was one of those. And then after I, uh, they killed me off of the vultures, we had a big shootout to kill me. I became one of the zombie walkers, and so in season five, I was a walker through that season.
1: Uh, oh wow!
0: Of course, of course, the uh, major one I'm working on right now is a movie I wrote directing. Uh, star again, also. So, showdown on the brasses. But I've got quite a list of, uh, you know, quite a few credits. And uh, it, it just goes on and on. Seems like it runs in spurts. All of a sudden, you're getting chosen for everything. Then you run a while and you got anything. How yeah. do you just stay busy. <laughs> yeah. With everything yeah. else going on. <laughs>
1: there you go. You got to do what you got to do. That's right. Uh, so, what would you say uh, out of all that? and you know anything else you may have done that you didn't list um what would you say your favorite role was
0: uh well of course right now it'd be the one i'm in the showdown of the brazos but take that one out of the mix i would say probably the son with pierce bronson i got to play the opposite of who i really am i got to play a really bad nasty kind of guy
1: oh uh, there you go
0: a, a, a vigilante type person out of a group and so uh I got lots of camera time, and that that was good and bad. I got lots of camera time, so they couldn't use me in season two. <laughs> they, they killed me in season one, but that that made the cutting room floor. So actually, nobody knows I got killed. So they could have brought me back, but they said we saw you too much to you know to make you a different character. So oh. character is, is no longer, and so they couldn't use me in season uh, season two. But but uh, that was a lot of fun. You know, it, not only was it the first big big series I was in but I got you know, uh, get to meet uh, Pierce Brosnan and several other actors and, and find out, you know, just, they're just as human as everybody else and friendly as everybody else. And so that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, of course, fairly walking dead. That was a blast, but, uh, just all the different things, the costuming and, and everything that goes into that was fun. Alan Buster Scruggs was a blast. So that'd be my top three. Uh, just getting to work with Cohen brothers. That was amazing. And, uh, Ethan actually came over there and talked to me and asked me if I'd do something for him on the screen. I was like, you do it, you do it I'll do it. So <laughs> that was pretty neat. Yeah, We were, we were sitting at the table. I saw him walking across the saloon floor. I said, guys, here comes Mr. Cohen. Guys, he's coming right over here to our table. And all of a sudden he said, sir, <laughs> he put his hand on my shoulder, would you mind doing this? I said, yes, sir, or whatever you ask. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a lot of fun watching them, the two brothers work. It had been me and my brother.
1: There'd been three fish fights every day. Oh okay. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but those two brothers they weren't great together, so <laughs> No man. So if you could uh if you could go up and say, I wanna do that role and the director just said, Yep, jump right in there What what do you think that role would be?
0: Oh cool. That's a great question. Well it would be I would love to be well, there's two things I'd like to be. You know, as the main star of a, of a western with, uh, you know, the old days John Ford. If not, a, you know, Colin brothers right now. I'd love to work with them in, in, a, in a movie kind of like True Grit, something like that.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, that'd be a good one.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other side, I would love to be a, a crazy person, a maniacal, like a, a, mur- a sniper murderer that, that would be so le- totally different than what i really am you know you can kind a western you can kind of be bad but i would like to be one of those really uh hannibal lecter type uh guy that had not been arrested yet you know? <laughs> yeah if that makes sense
1: yeah no i totally i totally get it i'm actually uh in one of our other um uh, podcasts that i'm part of um i was forced to Uh, get out of my comfort zone and I'm playing a character very opposite of what I normally do. So I I get it. I I completely relate.
0: Yeah, and, and, uh, you know, I just went finished a a little short mini-course acting class and every time we had to do a uh, monologue, I tried to find something that would be like that. I started to handle a lecture one night, but but, uh, I I couldn't find one long enough (laughs) for the class, so I chose something else. But, yeah, something like that, You know, (laughs) The ticker. yeah, 80s yeah. liver with, <laughs> <beans>. <laughs> with a nice gentilly. No
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. So, what do you do? What does Bill Foster do in between roles?
0: Well, right now we have, we're putting in a vineyard. Uh, I, I put in thirty-three years in education and retired in January of two thousand sixteen, and. Uh, when we, we we moved to a different place we bought a little place to put a vineyard on and we really thought that was going to be our retirement which it is uh, but so in between roles and, and filming and directing and all that we're getting ready uh, planting the vineyard uh, weed eating.
1: yeah, <laughs> eating yeah. just taking care of the vineyard
0: and uh, trying to do the best we can with it so
1: there you yeah, go. day in day
0: out there's plenty to do on the vineyard We've got two acres in the ground right now, with four acres on the way. So, uh, that's amazing. A lot for one person to be doing right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, but it's just you know, it's the life of a, a farmer. That's right. That's that's, right. that's perfect. So, yeah. um, you know, you you just said that you were a uh, you were in education for what was it? What'd you say? Thirty three years there. Yes. And then sir. you retired. Uh-huh. So what? What was it that made you decide you wanted to go into acting?
0: Uh, a couple of different things. Um, the teacher walked around, the, uh, went around the room asking everybody what they want to be when they grew up. Well, I was going to tell them a movie star, and uh, that the girl that said movie star, and, and uh, everybody laughed at her. So I wasn't going to have everybody laugh. me. <laughs> said something else.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that was your secret dream, huh?
0: Yeah, that was my secret dream. And so uh, then uh, later on when I retired, I was sitting there. And I always, I, whenever I'd get a DVD or, some, or the old VHS tapes of a movie, first thing I would do would, would go to how they made the movie. I just loved watching how they made the movie of you know, sets and, and the behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that was always my interest. The, the, the major ones and the independents, so, you know, I was always informed of the differences between the independent and the, uh, the major, you know, multi-million dollar ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the organization it all. And so uh, I've been writing a script. I'm also a writer. So when I decided to uh, make mine into a movie. And it all kind of came to play with everything that I'd learned saying, you know, these things I'm not going to do and these are things I want to do
1: yeah i got so you
0: kind of all
1: out of okay was there a uh, role that you did that you didn't particularly care for
0: uh there's been some boring ones <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's been a few boring ones you know uh and uh one time i drove gosh a long ways for a commercial and <laughs> didn't even pay for the gas but we set in a planetarium and Look, eyes, look. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: we but it was nice and cool, you
0: know. Yeah. And so you learn something. I learned something there. And it, but, uh, now, I mean, there's good and bads on all of it. The thing is, it's what you make out of it. And some of the people, when I'm there on set, you know, they're griping about having to stand in line for the costumes or all this. I'm just loving every second of it. I can't wait to get my costume on. I see what it's going to look like and then the hair and makeup and <laughs> I just, if, if you like all of that and you love the movie you know the, the waiting there's always going to be a lot of waiting you know around and so uh on my movie that i'm doing i've tried to make that as as little waiting as possible there you but go always, that's that's nice. always going to be some of it but uh, that's the part you don't like but you get to make a lot of friends too and so it comes kind of like an acting family we talk about and so uh a lot of times we, you know, we're just glad to
1: see each other. It's kind of like a family reunion. We get back
0: on the set sometimes, and, you know, find people
1: that we've been acting with, hadn't seen them in two, or three months, you know. So that's it's amazing. Kind of like a little reunion. That's so cool. That that's that's just awesome to hear. I, you know, you don't hear about that kind of stuff. Like that. It. I mean, you hear people say that acting can be like being together with a family and everything, but mm-hmm. you don't really. Hear people say it out loud too much.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, there's always going to be the divas, and there's always going to be the ones that's trying to get on camera, and we all laugh at those because we know, you know, those are rookies, not uh, the way it's going to work. And and, uh, it, and it's amazing that, that 90% of getting chosen for a role is, is your looks. Do you look like the role that they want? Right. And then 10% of it is acting. And that really came to play when I started casting for my own movie. You know, I start, you know, i see somebody, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the person right there, without even thinking about it. If they can act, they got the role. And so, you know, it really comes in play there. And so, you know, it's like an example, if you apply to, to be a, a lawyer look, but you look homeless.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not going to work, but you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's a beautiful little tidbit of information there for anybody that's you know, going out for a role or thinking about getting yeah. into acting.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it don't, you can't get your feelings hurt. A lot of people, you know, you know, they They well, I didn't get on cameras the whole series was out there every day. Or, uh, you know, different, I didn't get picked, and y'all did. There's, there's really not a whole lot of that. But really, when somebody gets picked, we're all congratulating them. You know, hey, congratulations on your role. But, you know, you, you can't wear your feelings on your sleeves. And sometimes the director's a little tough. Uh, not as tough as they were in the old days. I'm reading a book about John Ford right now, and he's pretty tough. But, but, uh, but the, the new, new directors of today, they're not near as tough as he was that i worked with, but they're still kind of tough, you know, because, uh, you know, they're working 16-hour days, and you're working 12-, 14-hour days. So sometimes, you know, tempers can get a little short out on set if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And uh, so, you know, just got to grin and bear it and move on.
1: Well, makes total sense
0: oh yeah yeah and I've realized it a lot more when I got on the director's side you know yeah. where is that person I had right there
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, moving on to my next question kind of touching base with the, the family and all that if you could work with anybody who would you like to work with
0: Robert Duvall
1: oh yeah that was a quick Amen. answer you must have been thinking about this for a while
0: you no, know, I, just, I just really love him. When you said that, anybody, I had the opportunity to meet him one time several years ago. I love everything he's been in. And just the, way, the reason I like Robert Duvall, one of, the, one of the reasons is his characters can change so much. You know, he can do such a wide variance of different personalities. But it's still, down the middle, it's still Robert Duvall. Uh, there you go. Yeah, so, you know, I, I love everything he's did, done. And if I could work with him, uh, that would be an amazing.
1: That would be the dream come true right there. So that's awesome. You yeah, heard you it heard it amazing. here first, folks. <laughs> right. I said you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so this is kind of the the part of the the show where we're gonna kind of you know not not poking fun, but we're we're gonna take this. uh this little train wreck through a uh, cornfield. We okay. we're, we're going to ask some oddball questions. <laughs> okay. So, and we're we're going to see where this goes. So it's actually pretty fitting that you you're a man of the earth and you you work with with the plants. So right. they the everybody says the tomatoes are a fruit. <laughs> so would you put tomatoes in a fruit salad? No, I put them in a vegetable salad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, that's fair enough. Um so if you had any superpower, what would what do you think it would be? Oh, man, that's a good one. Uh, either seeing into the future so that way you could avoid your mistakes before you make them <laughs> or
0: vision, you know, when you was a kid, you always thought, man, if I could see through walls and things, so, one of those would be good, so.
1: There ain't no yeah. kid out here that thinks they want x-ray vision to see through walls, good sir. <laughs> or supersonic speed, one or two. So,
0: <laughs> there you go. Texas, It takes so long to drive anyone, if I had supersonic speed, I could be in Dallas in just a few minutes. Versus.
1: <laughs> oh, you <laughs> aren't kidding, that's the only state I've ever driven across that took four days uh so yeah go ahead (laughs) so this one's actually pretty fitting and you you might actually already have this but uh if you owned a ranch what would you name it
0: that's quail whistle Uh, my vineyard is the quail whistle vineyard
1: there you go see man i i picked these questions at random and boy they are tailored (laughs) to you um
0: uh, and we named it after a book that's it's going to be published this fall yeah, but it won some uh, pre-production awards called "I Heard the Quail Whistle," so we've kind of started naming everything "Quail Whistle" after
1: that. Oh, that's that's remarkable. See, this is why I ask these questions. We get to know more about you that people yeah. might might not otherwise hear. That's right. So, um, what would you, what genres are your favorite? I mean, obviously you've done a lot of the western work, but do uh-huh. you do you have any? Anything else that you you tend to like?
0: Uh, that's my favorite one is, is the uh, westerns, and if I if I went to another genre, it'd be uh, war, mm-hmm. uh, Vietnam, World War II. Those two wars there always have intrigued me. I wrote a play about the Vietnam War.
1: Oh and, wow!
0: But World War II, I, and, you know if I was in another movie, uh, that'd be a neat one to be in. You know the, the uniforms they had, the decisions they had to make, in the Greatest Generation. So those two, if it wasn't for Westerns, it'd be a a war genre.
1: Okay, there we go. That's a good one. Uh, What would you say is the best or greatest talent that you possess? That's a good one. (laughs) It's not singing, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I think I'm just real easy going. That's probably because one of my main actors... He said, "Man, you're an actor's director," and I really, at the time, didn't know what he was talking about. But I've kind of come to realize what that what that means. And then also being in school business as administrator for 27 years, I believe. Wow. And and so you know you had to be the same every day. Right. And you had you had to be fair every day, and you had to you know you couldn't be mad one day and, and happy the next. You know, you I, I strive to always be the same. And so, which kind of comes natural to me. I can't, I'm not a fake person or anything like that. So, uh, so I, I think just easy going. And, you know, there is a line, you know, when you push me so far and that line finally gets crossed and it's going to stop. But, but uh, I've got some ways around that before I have to make it tough to see, you know, not to, you know, I don't want to be a, a jerk or anything like that. So, you know, there's ways around being that. And so just being easy going, I think would be my greatest talent.
1: Okay, that, that's that's a good answer. Um, we kind of talked about this just a little bit before we started the show, but um, how do you like to unwind at the end of a long day?
0: Uh, I like what I'm doing right now, sitting on the porch swing, uh, petting my dogs, uh, looking out over the menu. I don't cook outside. Our tiny house really doesn't have a kitchen, so I leave a lot. It's a and that not outside. I've knocked back a few coins and and uh, that's the end of our nearly every day. We've been on, only been married 36
1: years. Oh, so, only 36 years. <laughs> only 36
0: years, so we're still on our honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just especially when it cools off, you, know, you can sit outside and enjoy the cool air. Right. But just doing that, that's a great way to end the day. Uh, of course, if the grandkids are here, that's great, too, but, but there's nothing like just put a steak on the grill, have a few cold ones with the
1: bride, sitting here petting the dogs. Wow, that does sound good, actually. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> sounds pretty fantastic. I think I might do that after this. Well, no, I got yeah, I know. got work in the morning. I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> so, got a few, they get a little bit crazier of questions the further on we go here. But, uh, okay. What's the worst smelling place you've ever been?
0: to say uh, just east of Corsicana, Texas.
1: Okay. There used
0: to be, a I won't name the, the brand, but there was a, a, a chip company, you know, a potato chip company. And that had to smell the worst that I've ever smelled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what it was, but man, something about making potato chips is pretty ripe. <laughs> that's so, that's
1: kind of weird, uh, weird to hear, because you don't think about that when you're sitting there with your hands all up in the bag, you know?
0: No, huh? You know, you'd think, wow, that, I mean, we thought it was something else the first time we passed, and we passed it several times, and it was just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, something or another. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, what do you think would be on a gag reel of your life?
0: A gag reel? That is a really neat question. Uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have messed up more than once, that's for sure. Uh, well, there was a time that a friend of mine, he was in my truck and I was in the boat. And you know how you, you pull him up out of the water he pulled the trailer out from under me. And I'm sitting there on land of just my boat. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have liked to have seen that.
0: <laughs> there were several people who thought it was very funny. <laughs> 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 so, you know, that would probably be one of the top ones.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: you know that there's been lots of you need to laugh and keep going. Uh, you know, like one person said, "To screw up so much, I just laugh and keep going." I don't. Even, I just ask how much it's going to cost and keep going. You
1: there. <laughs> uh, so I guess that answers my next question on what you'd like, um, what you, <laughs> what you would <laughs> like to spend money on. <laughs>
0: Besides fiction, what a tear up! Yeah. <laughs> Okay. You know, my wife and I love to travel. Uh, we've been to Mexico and the Caribbean for quite a bit. And we're hoping to next year or two go to Prague. That's kind of our goal right now. But I love to hunt and fish. Um, in the fall, here just about three weeks, I'll load up the horses and go to Colorado Elk Hunt. And in, uh, in February, we, me and a bunch of guys fly down to Mexico and bass fish on Lake Comodero. Oh, wow highlights you know things i like to spend my money on the most right now playing like that so uh, that's amazing you work hard and play hard
1: yeah that sounds like a lot of fun
0: but yeah i like love to hunt and fish that's some of my biggest weaknesses and, and uh so i love the deer hunt but elk hunt has gotten in my blood and uh that's what i love to do right now in the fall Especially nice I like sitting in the colorado and hearing in the elk bugle
1: no oh, yeah so um if you were in your truck or your car or whatever you happen to drive and you're heading to yeah, wherever you got you got a good 6-hour drive, what song would come on the radio that you would not be able to not sing to?
0: That <laughs> I could not sing along with.
1: It. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, that song comes on, and you just involuntarily start singing away.
0: Oh, one I will sing with.
1: Yeah, one you will sing with. Beach Boys. Any Whatever, of them?
0: Whenever the Beach Boys comes on, you got to sing with them.
1: <laughs> that, that's fair. That's yeah, very fair. It's just, you know,
0: I, 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 I keep my radio on in the 60s, and uh, that when the Beach Boys come on, you just got to have a party.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, my final question to you: What's the weirdest question you've ever been asked?
0: <laughs> Let's see. I can tell you what, I got in trouble on one time by the newspaper. <laughs> All right. I was at elementary school, and they asked me, "Said when would you? It was getting to be about this time of year, closer to Halloween. Said so when would you like the kids to go trick or treat? <laughs> like on Halloween." Oh, no, it's on this school day, and they just kept bugging me. And I finally said, Well, I'd prefer them to go during the Halloween carnival Saturday night, but I mean, it's Halloween. They can go whenever they want to. Well, it came out that I said they need to go trick or treating on Saturday, not on
1: Halloween. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so being asked whether the kids need trick or treat besides Halloween was pretty, a pretty tough question. I was just kind of looked at them.
1: <laughs> Yeah, this sounds like they kind of turned that one around on you got some phone calls I well um that was all the questions i really had for you so um i think we'll kind of draw things to a little bit of a close here and okay, well, um, i've really enjoyed it yeah it's been a pleasure talking to you you genuinely been a blast this whole time and you got a contagious laugh um well, thank you is there anywhere that the listeners could uh, hear some some more of your lovely attitude?
0: You bet. I mean, they go to my Facebook, Bill Foster. Or, uh, you know, we're doing Showdown on the Brazos right now. and So we've got that we Facebook page, too, Showdown on the Brazos. On IMDB, I've got my own page, Bill Foster. And then we've also got Showdown on the Brazos IMDB page. And so we do have a trailer out on uh, YouTube. I have just Google uh showdown on the browsers. There's I'm not speaking on it yet, but I am there. And it's had over fourteen thousand views now. I was excited we that yeah three
1: hundred Facebook.
0: But between Facebook and YouTube we're over fourteen thousand now.
1: Holy and, cow. Uh,
0: so when the movie comes out they'll get to see a lot of these, so hopefully so hopefully everybody will go see it. But uh it's really, you know, when you get to see it on T on the screen as a the- As our video guy starts editing, it's amazing to see things come true like what we've been planning. Wow.
1: uh,
0: They could really check me out on any any one of those four or five uh, venues online.
1: Okay. That sounds amazing. I might actually get over there myself.
0: Well, good deal. Yeah, check it out. (laughs) And uh, we're up for three awards right now in a a, uh, film festival out in Tucson. We'll be going out there the 3rd of October for that weekend. Screenplay, uh, trailer, and posters up for all of them in finalists. And so hopefully, I can do a trifecta and bring all three home. But I'm just happy to be late. You still don't know if you go like to finals or not. But I'm right. glad I made the finals.
1: Yeah, so. thank you. Congratulations on that.
0: Thank you. Um, thank
1: you. But I am Ray, your host, and you can find me on Chronicles of the Lost Realm, uh, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. And right here on Breaking the Fourth Wall. Thank you all for listening, and thank you, Mr. Foster, for joining me. And we will catch you all on the flip side.